Don't don't ask me why my brain was lingering on a Florida Knot story from yesterday, but it was AJ and McCall on VFX because I thought about the guy that decided to steal thirty to thirty five candles and right. bear mace a bunch of people. Right. And my question was that my brain actually got to. I had no active thought process and it was just like, Isn't that too many candles? Now I'm nowhere near qualified to answer that question. But I thought, okay, yeah, I get it. A few candles. Yeah. I'm with it. Like, I know we've got, like, incense and we've got, uh, you know, scentsy and stuff like that. My mm-hmm. stepmom's huge in the scentsy, so therefore I'm huge in the scentsy because right. we get that stuff. Right. But admittedly, a scentsy doesn't set the mood like a candle does. Mm-hmm. So candles still do serve their purpose. But, you know, 30 plus candles seems like too many candles. I'm trying to think of how many candles I have right now. That I went and bought I bought a new candle yesterday. Ironically enough. Okay, so it then was it was very, clearly lingering around it in your must brain have too. Been. I feel like it was a subliminal message or something. But I ended up buying a candle yesterday. How many other candles do I have? It can't be 30. No, I don't think so. I've I'd venture the, to say it can't be 20 as well. Yeah. I, I wanna say like I, I have a, a very small amount of candles, but the thing is, is I had some really nice candles right. that were my all-time favorites, right. and then they got both burned up all the way, which never happens. You never burn a candle all the way. That is true, actually. Ever. It's and true. I burned both of them all the way, and neither one of them has been continued on. So, like, all of the... My, my, my fully invested candles have been discontinued. So I have two empty candle shells, one of which is currently full of sunflowers because it, it turned into a really cute little, egg like, jar, right? But I, I really think... I had one in a box that I didn't like, and I threw it away. I just threw the box away. I was done. I was done looking at it. I don't know if there was anything valuable in there. Obviously, I don't think there was because I was just like, map garbage. I, I, I think I have like three candles. Yeah, I would have guessed more. But see, okay, that supports my question. To, to, to validate the fact that you don't burn them down. I remember one time back in college, I bought these like kiwi watermelon ones. They were little ones, tiny uh-huh. ones, like yay big around, like yeah. the size of my palm. Bought six of them for a special evening. And then we would use them occasionally. And then they just migrated to my next place and they migrated to my next place and eventually they got thrown away because the girlfriend was like no I don't like candles and I don't like that you had them before and so they oh, never got burned out that's weird but the thing the thing is is those little ones I think it's Glade that does them and they're about this big and they're just just yep. little yep, they're just ones. small yep, those but ones. you burn them for like half a day and it's like nope see you later ugh it's ridiculous Man, they have no candle stamina then because we never got anywhere they close don't. to burning them down ugh Okay, so then uh, it's weird then that we were both lingering that because I got the I same know. thing going on. Coworker has an alarm issue today. I set my alarm forward, which is way better than set it backwards. Yeah. So I woke up and I went out and to get up and I was like, wait, it's an hour Why earlier it? than it is. What's so going on? I don't know what is happening. That was lingering. You bought a candle. I did. It makes sense now. Um, <laughs> can't really, you can't make too too much light of it. But uh, some workers are on strike, and some of the reasonings are absolutely crazy. Yeah. Insane. Yes. Yep. It's like pre-Florida not, to be honest with you. The last couple of weeks, we've had those stories, right, of workers just deciding, done. 
and yep. walking out of a McDonald's and walking out of a Burger King. Well, Frito-Lay finds himself on the other end with a whole bunch of the workers on strike. AJ and McCall on VFX. Now, to be very clear, I'm trying to make fun of a lot of different things. McCall found a great oh. video yesterday on TikTok of a guy bringing this to light and poking well, a little fun with it, but it's kind of nuts. It's not kind of nuts. It is nuts. It was more of a uh, like satirical type of a post, but the guy had, I don't even remember how many million views on this video at this point. So I'm sure other people had seen it too, but this guy's like, the Frito-Lay company has their workers on strike. So he ended up doing this, this whole false advertisement on like ZipRecruiter or Indeed or one of those and pretended to be a writer from like the Colorado Times or something like that and sent him a message and was like, hey, do you have any any comments on this job listing? And they're like, oh, yeah, that's that's false. And it, it's one of the funniest videos I've ever seen. Like it's very well crafted, but it is kind of a long walk for a short, small drink of water. So the workers' big issues here, uh, apparently at the Frito-Lay production plant in Topeka, Kansas, they're subjected to work what they call suicide shifts, where they come in for eight hours, then are forced to work four more hours, then can be called in four hours early, leaving them with only eight hours off between shifts, working 12 hours a day, forced to do it potentially up to seven days a week. Dang. And things have gotten ugly. That's a ton of hours. Yeah. Uh, one of the workers there was quoted as saying, it seems like I go to one funeral a year because someone has a heart attack. And there's a report of uh, that someone being left on the floor there while they're there. It's, it's crazy. It, yeah, yes. It blows my mind. I guess call it naivety on my behalf, but you would think like, so we've seen the McDonald's and the Burger Kings ones, and we've talked about it, and we've had a little bit of fun with it, and we talked about McCall's experience in customer service mm-hmm. because McCall's done a bunch of those jobs, the Denny's, the Dairy Queen's, and stuff like that. And then you see something like this, and you're like, this can exist in the year 2021? It's crazy. It reminds me of a joke. I was watching Adult Swim, and they're snarky beyond all get out. And they ran this little clip because they run like these black screens with a scroll across type, right? And it mm-hmm. says, how to become an astronaut. It says, study uh, astrophysical engineering or whatever it is. You'll learn to drive anything with two wheels, become the best in your class. Or start a company where you sell everybody else's stuff and don't let them pee on the floor. Jeffrey Bezos. Yeah. I thought it was really funny. But that's just nuts because Amazon, of course, is running their own issues with how hard they work their employees. And that is just crazy. Yeah. Well, uh, good vibes. Good vibes. More attention out to the Frito-Lay employees because that is that is bonkers. Yep. <laughs> Almost a literal setup of, uh, so I was asking for a friend, but uh, I and a six-year-old child ran into the exact same <laughs> issue yesterday. Hopefully the solutions, obviously, as as they would be for a 32-year-old me and a six-year-old little girl, would be super applicable, right? Mm-hmm. Get this. Me and a seven-year-old, well, excuse me, six-year-old have the exact same issue. What? AJ McCall for the Automations Group debated date on VFX. See if you can figure it out. Here's a message we got over the weekend. Okay. AJ McCall. Hi. My seven-year-old daughter's friends with another girl who's about to turn seven. Okay. They've been BFF since they were four. Oh, so they sweet. Have- had plenty of playdates and sleepovers. And when COVID kicked in, we got them on Kid Messenger so they could video chat with each other. Okay. As I've listened to these video chats, I've noticed that the uh, friend has been swearing. 
They'll drop occasional of the serious ones, you oh, know, no. the F and S words. Okay. Now, when she does say these words, my daughter will tell it's a bad words and she shouldn't say it. My daughter knows we don't say these words. I'm just concerned that the constant exposure of these words will wear her down and they may start popping out. I just can't decide if I should say something to this other girl's mom or not. Clearly, she's hearing them from somewhere. Right. I would want another mom to tell me if my daughter was swearing, but is this my place to say anything? Yes. If I actually get this girl in trouble and might interrupt her video chats with my daughter, and that would break my daughter's heart, should I get involved? <laughs> wow. There's some serious sincerity right there. The, I heard it. I was like, oh, I feel, I'm filled with love. As a parent, <sighs> I'm speaking from not being a parent. Of course. Okay, so Very important. Come for me, if you will. As a parent, yes, you need to be protecting your, your children from things, but... This is this is on the end, the end part that said, you know, what what happens if I break my daughter's heart? Your kid's going to feel heartbreak, period. It's a part of living. You can't protect yourself, your kids from feeling heartbreak. Smash okay? it to pieces. If, it's going to be unfortunate if you're if that's the route that that parent wants to take. Oh, you can't talk to her anymore because whatever. But yes, it is your job to, to talk to the other mom and say, look, I've been hearing these words. Um, I, I understand that they're they're. As a grown-up, they're just words, but, you know, they can be hurtful. They're Whatever, sure. But but you need to have the conversation (laughs) with the other parent, and you need to say, hey, they've been using this language. We don't use this language. I understand that it's not my daughter's responsibility to, like, clean up literally everybody else's language. And everybody else has their own choice, right? But this is what's going on. This is how the conversation is leading. You know, she's seven. She doesn't necessarily need to be using these words. For what it's worth, I agree with McCall because the the uh, what what the saying anytime someone complains about uh, something else is you can only parent your kid. Correct. So I think you say something because you you are concerned for your kid, and mm-hmm. obviously you want your kid to be able to spend time with her BFF, but. You also don't want your kid to pick up that land, at least at that age. I definitely don't think I was cursing at that age. No, but you know, you, you need to teach your child how to be able to have these skills to decipher what they want in their lives. You, you, so, you know, maybe that child continues to use the language. But again, you are only responsible for parenting your own child. So you teach them whether they want to use this language or whatever the case may be. You know, if they don't want that in their lives, then they're going to make a decision and make a statement. It is worth noting, though, like the worst stuff you will ever hear is from your friends, right? Like, oh, my gosh. All, like, time, like constantly you talk like that with your friend. You don't talk about it like that at home. No. And I always think it's a weird juxtaposition of when you let that first one slip because you occasionally do it. Because for me specifically, like talk like that with my friends and go home, can't talk like that. And then occasionally it kind of bleeds over because you talk like it all the time. And you let it slip and you're like, oh no, am I allowed to say this now? And then eventually I think there's just a... I mean... I guess we're here. That's that's uh, why if my tip uh, for kids who decide to do that is always have a good scapegoat. Because when you're not allowed to talk like that, of course the first thing parents ask is, where did you hear that language? <laughs> the TV. You had it on. That would work. Yep. Uh, there's a quote-unquote friend you don't like. Uh, I mean, you could try getting away with an adult you don't like. It just depends. Like, it's not going to work if you have a teacher or something. You know, I just don't think that's Nobody's yeah. going to buy that. No. Nobody's going to buy that. So it's probably good to have a skateboard to kind of shift. shift. Not all. Some. Mm-hmm. Vast majority, maybe, but definitely some blame. Get you out of the line of fire.
Just a thought. It's a great idea. That's a great thought, AJ. Somehow, thank you. It was lingering in our head yesterday, the exact same Florida Nuts story, which wasn't even, no, it was the Florida story, right? The Bear Mace guy was the Florida mm-hmm. story. Yep. Okay, so Florida was in both of our heads yesterday. I don't know if that's good or bad as we get ready to play Florida Not again. Well, it's probably a good thing. You heard it here first. It's probably a good thing. Yesterday, the Florida story lingered. I wonder which one. I can now, now a new way to think. I was like, all right. Which one of these am I going to be thinking about later? That's fair. Find out for the Stranger Bridgeland Florida Knot with AJ and McCall at VFX, starting with the three headlines. Well, it really could be any of these three. Oh, boy. So we got number one, which includes a man who got a DUI for driving a drone under the influence. Didn't know that was a thing. Is but that really that? Like, don't I have no idea. Like, Probably. What? It, it, it crashed into a neighbor's window, so. I mean, that, yes. yeah, but saying, like, d- drone UI, like, man. So there's story one. Story number two, some guy tried to escape from the cops by floating on a log down the river. Hate to break it to you, but uh, they know where that goes. <laughs> can pretty be consistent. Can, can be tracked. Yep, pretty consistent. And then we've got headline number three. Some lady tried to steal a car during a test drive, but didn't realize oh, it's got OnStar. It's a brand new car, lady. Of course it does. If it was like a 95 Dodge Neon, you would have gotten away with it. Like how early into the test drive she still... Like, I don't know what the talking point is. I haven't gone through a whole spiel with a with test know. drive, but I feel like, you know... Ah! It was a it was a solo test drive, uh, so... Uh, you wouldn't examine a couple things? <laughs> Apparently not. Less and less sense. Forgive me, because I'm more city boy than anything, but like... I feel like I'm an adequate driver, at least. AJ McCall for the Stranger Bridgeland Florida Not on VFX. There's no like steering. Like there's no secrets that that everybody out here in Utah knows about steering a log down a river or something that I don't know. Like some kind of country thing that's passed down. No, I don't a think rule so. Thing, and they're like, yeah. So what you do is you really want to dig in on the sides, and then you can steer left, steer right, steer. No, I don't. I don't think so. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. I just had to ask because like there's stuff I don't know about. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like I don't know which one of these stories is from Florida, but we'll figure it out. Three full stories, please, McCall. Okay, we got story number one. Some guy got busted for driving a drone under the influence. I guess he spent a morning a few weeks ago uh, crushing some beers, got his drone out, crashed it into a neighbor's window. Unclear how he's going to be punished, but... Like, did they just, they, they charged him with that because they couldn't think of anything else? Because obviously he's got to be charged with something. I don't he can, know. He property just, destruction. Yeah. So. Just saying he, he was charged with droning under the influence sounds ridiculous to me. Yeah. He, the, the man admitted to, quote, drinking and droning. Unclear <laughs> how he's going to be punished. The law hasn't been in the books long, but supposedly he's the first guy to be busted for it. Okay. Fenders could face a fine up to $2,700. Hmm. So there's story one. Story number two, there was a guy who tried to flee from the cops on Tuesday. Uh, there was a domestic domestic incident, quote unquote. When they showed up, this 38-year-old guy took off in his car, chased him. He drove down to the river. He got out of his car, jumped on the river, and then floated away on a log. They fished him out about three miles away, and he got arrested. Look, the log ride you always go to at the amusement park, but you do, you do it like once because right. it's very... And there's not a lot. There's not a lot to it. Woo. Ooh, yeah. So I imagine Splash. like one big log ride. No, they're not great. Yeah, I'm kind of bored. <laughs> Little lazy river float. And then we got story number three. Some lady stole a car during a solo test drive. She didn't realize oh, this 2021 Chevy Equinox had OnStar. 
No, dude. Never would have guessed. There's no way she didn't look up at the rearview mirror. I just, she had to have. I don't know. She probably didn't glance up high enough, though. Because, <laughs> you know, usually it's like there's like a button up on the top. So anyway, uh, she uh, made it incredibly easy for the cops to track her down. Yes. So they quickly found her. Well, sort of quickly. After about two hours, they figured, yeah, she's not coming back. It's, it's been long enough. She's... She's not coming back with us. What do you think the time frame is for that? Like, how long is, like, too long? I don't know. This was, like, two hours. I would say probably, like, 45 minutes is about, like... Okay, I was thinking, like, 15 minutes. Like, you get a feel for the old girl. That's great. You don't get to, like... Oh, hey, I got to run a couple errands. I hope you guys are cool. Right. Like, I'm going to go to the bay. I know there are some, some I know there are sometimes like, it'll take about 20 minutes. I've taken a test drive before, and it takes about 20 minutes because you'll, like... Go down and then like shoot down airport road and then come back on some like back road and come back about about 20-ish minutes. Anyway, anyway, it was two hours. Clear she wasn't coming back. They, she didn't realize the car had OnStar. Cops were like, yo, OnStar, track this car. Because they, you know, had the VIN number at the car dealership. And they found her. There you go. Three crazy stories. All right, Billy, so I don't know how to deal with story number one because it's a story. I don't think we've ever had a story where it was like the first crime ever. McCall and I have definitely chuckled at the thought of some of the uh, labels they've come up with some of their crimes. So that being said, I, I think by process of elimination, because I feel like Florida doesn't do new. They just do it better than everybody else. So soon to be featured in Florida, droning while under the influence. So I, it's either two or three, and I'm not really feeling the Rivers one as a Florida story. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say story number two is in like UK, but story number three definitely Florida. Definitely Florida. Okay, I was getting more like a Midwest five, but I guess we'll find out. McCall, is it story number three? It is. Congratulations! Woo! We've got you hooked up with Johnny O'Spudnut's gift card, and we've got you qualified for that. Logan Lane's gift card will be given away at the end of the month. Hang on the line. We'll grab some info from you. Okay. Awesome. So speaking of droning under the influence, I feel like that was that's like now a Fourth of July pastime. I don't know about you, but every the fireworks show I went to, there was like six million of those things, and they're not overly distracting. But all I could think was, one get hit by a firework, one get hit by a firework. Come on, get hit by a firework because they were like right up in the business. I didn't care for it. Congratulations to Billy. He wins Florida not on VFX. Hey, speaking of OnStar. Have you seen a commercial for that in a long, long time? Mm-mm. I was just thinking to talk about, like, I don't feel like I have, which is kind of a big deal because am I the only one, like, as a kid that thought, oh, if I don't have OnStar, like, I'm doing something, like, societally irresponsible. Like, I, I'm going to be responsible for something bad happening because that's how the, com- the commercials were so dramatic. I know. I'm not saying I haven't achieved being a successful adult because I don't have a vehicle with OnStar. Like, there's a lot of other reasons why I'm not a successful adult. AJ and McCall on VFX, but after talking about it, Florida not, I thought to myself, okay, I don't remember seeing those commercials very much ever, 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 ever recently. Recently, right. Which is crazy because it went everywhere because I don't think it doesn't exist. Clearly, it was in that car that was stolen in Florida, but who knows what Florida, you can't touch it. <laughs> but the thing that gets me is like, I, I'm sure it serves a purpose. I'm not saying it doesn't, mm-hmm. but good gosh, as a kid, those commercials, the OnStar commercials made me think if I don't have this, like I, I hate the people that are in my car because- I am not taking care of them on the off chance that I am driving somewhere and I end up in a ditch in the middle of nowhere yeah. and there's probably a grim reaper staring at me because who knows? It's not in the commercial, but it's implied that it he's is. hanging out there. Oh, it is. 100% implied that, it's, that they're hanging out there. Like, I, I think of the, uh, what's the, what's the, um, 
the button that the seniors can have if they fall down. Life alert. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you like those? That's a it's a serious issue. It's definitely really concerned, but they don't take themselves so seriously. Like those tone, the tones of those two commercials are vastly different, despite yeah. being both extreme emergencies. Yeah. Like they they knew it, and they were like, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna lean into the memes a little bit on this one." But OnStar's like, "No, if you don't have OnStar, you do not care, and you will probably kill someone with your reckless driving." It's true. I've never had, I've had cars that have the the button. Yeah, but not the service. Yeah, yeah. I don't really want to pay for it. That's generally, I think, I think it's like serious, right? You get the deal, and then everybody's like, "Oh, do you want to pay for this?" I'm like, well, I don't generally crash into ditches in the random middle of nowhere very often, so no, I think I'm good. Yeah, basically. That's how it was. And then the the only one that made sense to me was they're like, "Oh, you think you can use your cell phone, but oh, it's no. gonna fly out of your pocket or whatever." And I'm like, "Okay, what?" Like I I get the the risk. I get it. I feel that there definitely is. I mean, there was actually an accident that just happened in uh it was uh Abraham Lincoln's house. Jeez. There was some lady who swerved because of a squirrel and she crashed into Abraham Lincoln's house. I'm not even kidding. Like I I literally saw this and I said, "Huh, I could use this headline for Florida or not. Maybe not though. Maybe that's a little too obvious." Because, you know, I don't know where he was, like, born. Uh, oh, God. I don't I'm think it was Florida, this. though. No, it was, it was uh, it Illinois? Be... No. I don't know. I can't remember. It the be... th- it's three states. Like, Kentucky, Indiana, Illinois. Like, he born in one, moved in another, and I, I think he became senator of Illinois. So, I think that's the three. It would be blatantly obvious if that that were to, you know, be the story. But, but swerved, you know, people... Swerved a squirrel to destroy history. people swerve squirrels to destroy history. OnStar, I need you to not only help find me, but we need to come up with a cover story now. I just crashed into Abraham Lincoln's childhood home. <laughs> I can't admit to this. Go. Spitball. Help. Let's get some help. ideas going. Come on. Help me. Like They pitched it that way. But like, oh, I'm much more interested now. Okay. We get an alibi machine here. Let's do this. Yep. <laughs> Colin and I have talked several times. Fellas make friends in weird ways. Correct. It's over. It's been decided. Quantity over quality is what guys have in terms of weird ways to make friends. Just in Idaho, there's a story that's gone viral of, yet again, three girls getting together after finding out that they do have a lot of things in common. Uh-huh. The guy that they date. Yep. And they have done something amazing about it. I'm in love with it. It's quality over quantity when it comes to ladies and the weird ways they make friends. They've got about one, except that it is so, I want to say nuts, it's just so hit or miss that it trumps everything else the guys do. Yes, guys can get in fights and be like, hey, that was a pretty good fight. You want to be friends even though I just broke yeah. my face, my hand on your face? Yeah, man. Yeah, it's great. I'm not I'm not denying it's not weird, but you never hear stories about, oh, two guys found out they were dating the same girl. Like, bro, bro, and then they road tripped. Yet, 21-year-old woman in uh, Boise, Idaho named Morgan found out that her boyfriend was dating six other women. That's a lot. She contacted them on social media and they all, of course, dumped him, obviously. They all got together at one of their houses to share stories, and they all had the dream that they wanted to get into a VW bus to travel the country, and that is exactly what they're doing. They bought the bus, they renovated it, they put bunk beds in it, a rooftop deck, and three of them, three of the seven, went on a are on currently a summer-long cross-country road trip. You know, I have been... Um like infatuated with this story because I love that they're 
friends like this. I mean, it's major hippie energy. There's it no denying is. that. It is. I love it. It's just a weird way How to can, make friends. Like I, I as a guy, am envious. Uh-huh. Because, again, yes, I can play video games with someone that I've never met before and call him a great friend. But I can't do this. Like, guys cannot functionally do this. We can't find out that a girl's dating both. No. no we're going we're gonna to fight the guy. That's just how we're wired. It's stupid, but it's what we're going to do. Right. This is amazing. Well, yeah, it's because the girls are like, mm, sorry, it's really, like, it's really not your fault that, you know, he made this decision because I'm sure you didn't know. Because if you knew, this wouldn't be the case. With a grain of salt, because clearly the the guy in the middle of the story is, is a lying scumbag, mm-hmm. so grain of salt, but clearly they have to have at least, you would think, a fair amount in common. I don't think he's warping his personality all that much. He's just, he's hiding. So you're like, oh, okay, well, the basis off that, you should at least in some way. Maybe be friends. Be able to find a way to be friends. Yeah. And doing it this way is just outstanding. It is awesome. Dustin told me about this story like last, I don't know, maybe last week or something. I was like, wow. It's great. Incredible. Kudos to them. Also, how the H do you juggle that many people, though? Six, dude. Yeah, I mean, but serious relationships. Like they weren't. Like how do you how do you have a conversation? (laughs) Be like, yo, how's Sarah? Who's Sarah? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought that was your mom's name. I meant Jessica. The greatest personal assistant ever, dude. Looking for personal assistant must be discreet. Need to juggle schedule. More details upon inquiries. (laughs) Please, please send me that. send me the itinerary for us hanging out. Okay, that. so her mom's name is Jessica. Okay, yeah, you got flashcards. You got to study. You have to. <laughs> like that would just be way too much work. It's nuts. I agree. Um, the question is just to, to for I'm curious because it is hit or miss. It's not like obviously every time girls find out that they're getting stepped out on, it doesn't work that way. Right. But it's a more hit. It's successful hit rate than with fellas, because which is like negative forty five percent. That being said. I'm curious how many people would do this. If you found out that the person you're dating was stepping out on you, would you become friends with the other significant other in that situation, in this triangle? I don't know. I don't know that I could. I can't. I lost I'd just the... be sad. I, it, would be, it would be sad. I'd just cry. That's what This is what this is. It's turning a negative into a positive. It's amazing. Would you be able to, though, we get the Thermo Fisher poll of the day up on our Instagram, Utah's VFX. If you found out your significant other was stepping out, would you be able to be friends? Just be friends. I'm not even saying road trip. Be friends with the other person in this love triangle. Speaking of road trips, my brother, so this weekend he went to like four states. He texted me yesterday a picture that he'd forgotten he'd taken. We all think weddings are great for the most part, right? We want to celebrate that people have found someone else and hope that it works. Yeah. And then the pandemic, they've been, I think, mostly truncated to shorter and smaller things. Well, apparently there is a new thing that I think is catching on. I don't see there's any way that it isn't, but it has to do with road trip and Venmo for the new bride and groom. Oh. So we already covered one type of road trip, and of course that one is that of the scorned lovers who decide to get together as vengeance towards the one that tricked them. Mm-hmm. But really, he just united them, and that's a, that's a great way for them to see it. Yay, go, society. Yay! AJ and McCall on VFX. My brother finally remembered that he took a picture for me. Get this. Okay, so he's he's driving around okay. East Coast. He lives in He's stationed in Baltimore right now doing okay. his medical thing. But he took a picture, and it was of someone's uh, back windshield, and it said, uh, just married, on a rear windshield, it said, uh, sun and sand, ring on her hand, we're engaged, buy her drink. Binmo information. Oh, nice. So my brother bought him a drink. And yeah. He asked me if I had ever seen anything like that. And I was like, no. Uh-uh. 
but it totally makes sense. No, I think that's a great idea. Here's my hang up, though. I'm on board with it, and I mm-hmm. feel like if I was in his position, the first time I saw it, I'd be like, yes. If this catches on, though, it's not going to work. Because it, to me, it feels like similar vibe, not similar vibes, comparable vibes to like the people with the signs on the side of the roads and stuff. Like, I'm sure some of them had some bad events, and you can choose how to do it. My policy is I feel like one bad apple has spoiled the bunch, and so I choose to just donate when it comes to donating to like organizations. Right. Like, I know for sure mm-hmm. it's going where I want it to go, mm-hmm. as opposed to getting duped because I, I, probably stupidly thought yeah that's a big city thing like if it happens bad no ashley has told me stories we've, we've talked about this there's people who have stories here in just cash valley of yep. people duping them just to get free money yep so i think this is great i think it's super cool i hope that it doesn't catch on because then it won't work i just i feel like this is becoming more and more common like more people are posting like their venmo in their like tiktok uh bios or in their instagram bios and you know People are, it's fascinating to me how much money people make via Venmo. Like I, there's somebody that I follow on, I follow her on TikTok and then I follow her on Instagram also. She ended up having an issue with her account kind of like getting like shadow banned kind of. Um, It said that it had violated whatever the community guidelines or whatever. So she had to dispute it and whatever. But in the meantime, she posted a, she found out because somebody had Venmoed her a dollar and said, hey, it's back up, sis. And she screenshotted it and they were like, all of these other ones that had Venmoed a dollar. Huh. So it's fascinating to me. She has like three million followers on TikTok. So, you know, it's three that's, million dollars if everybody yeah, was just like, here's a dollar. Well, I mean, the, the reason I think this one especially works is because it's not uncommon. Like if you go out for uh, the bachelor or bachelorette party. Mm-hmm. Generally, if people find out in your group, usually strangers will come up and be like, oh, I'm going to buy you a drink mm-hmm. because, you know, congratulations. Or if you run, and then if you run into another bachelor bachelorette party while you're at, because that's what happened to my brothers, we ran into, he got invited to another wedding while he was there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think it works. I just think if it catches on, eventually you're like, all right, well, people are taking advantage of this. So I think it's super cool. If you're getting married soon, do it while it's still a new thing. Yeah. And then it'll catch on and then we won't do it anymore because we'll find it shady and suspicious. But I thought that was really nifty and I was like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Makes complete sense. And then you're, then you're like, well, you know, the, if it blows up, you're like, well, maybe we don't buy drinks. Maybe we just start, uh, you know, adding this to the honeymoon budget. That's all I'm right. saying. That's right. <laughs> so that worked out amazingly, though. I think eventually could get messed up. However, the question is, what is something that is been messed up that actually ended up working out in the long run because mine i want to say unsurprisingly i don't know why but i feel like that's what people are going to tell me when i say mine involves getting rear-ended oh imagine going to do a job doing a spectacular job i mean just just killing it only to find out oh man i'm in the wrong place no (laughs) It happened. AJ McCall VFX. Yeah. McCall's telling me a story about the <laughs> cleaning person that happened too. Yeah. So this guy shows up to a house to do his his job of cleaning their house and spent two hours cleaning the house, playing with cats, whatever. Seriously. No big deal. Left and found out, oh, shoot. I was in the wrong house. I was right next door to the right house because both people had kept their key under the mat in order to get in. 
as a spare key. Now, thankfully, the owners of the first house who found out, you know, come home and they're like, wow. This place looks amazing. This is really clean. What happened? They liked the guy's work and ended up hiring him. Only thing that sucks is that then he had to go and, you know, work to actually get paid for the job on the, <laughs> the other house. So that's that's messing up. But ultimately, it worked out in the end. It worked out great. And as I said, I feel like I'm supposed to say, unsurprisingly, for me, the thing that messed up and worked out in the end was getting rear-ended. Mm-hmm. Because I was borrowing a car that my dad, he protects. He babies that car. Uh-huh. And I had gone home to get some dinner. I was eating with my dad and stepmom, and I was going back into work just a couple blocks away. Well, I'm stopped at a stoplight, and I get rear-ended and the back of the car gets crushed so of course livid dad is not happy because combination of emotion right i've been i'm i'm in the car accident it's his car blah blah i'm not at fault 100 dude ran into me we were at a stoplight right so of course there's all that then the we get through everything and i'm fine and all that sets in and then finally we figure out okay is the car gonna be totaled because if so now we're now we're really not happy car's not totaled it could be fixed. So we get that all taken care of. And then, you know, he's like, hey, you know, uh, don't do it again. But uh, there were some actual dings and stuff from not that accident on the back that now get fixed because they had to replace it. Ah. So uh, it's actually it's actually turned out not too bad. I'm like, yeah, you're welcome. I got rear-ended. But, yeah, I'm glad we could fix your car. Nice. So uh, speak, not messed up, obviously not. But if you're trying to strive to be an Olympian, falling just short – it's got to be different for different people. Like, if you make it on the alternate team, it's still a huge achievement or potentially a massive failure. Mm-hmm. As we get ready for the Olympics, there's going to be plenty of people that get to go to Tokyo, be part of the Olympic team, but not actually compete for the Olympics because they're on the alternate team. Mm-hmm. AJ McCall on VFX and got a conversation uh, with a few friends to talk sports with, and they said... There was a couple of interesting takes because it's either still an amazing achievement, which it is, mm-hmm. or arguably a huge failure because you're right there. You're right there. And the question is, how do you decide that for yourself? Which way would you take it? I think for the most part, it's a huge accomplishment to even get into that position. I, that's what I would think. I don't know necessarily that, you know, you could classify it as a failure at all. Like, it would suck, but also, who else gets to say, yeah, I made it on the alternate Olympic team? I Nobody. The further you get away from it, the easier it is to say that. Because, like, no, you're not going to be like, oh, I was an, a, an alternate on the Olympic gymnastics team for the 2020 Olympics. And nobody's going to be like, wow. Right. You s- no, like, no. wow. Oh, if only you were a little bit better. Everybody's <laughs> like, wow, I'm fascinated. That's incredible. Look how good you are. But it reminded me of a really interesting conversation I had with my dad. So I don't know if you know that. So obviously in pro American sports, when you win the championship, they usually it's commemor- it's memorized or mortalized, whatever, with a ring, right? Football, mm-hmm. they all do them. Two of the four major sports do runner-up rings. The NFL specifically, so the winning team, because it comes from the NFC Conference, the AFC Conference, for a little background, the team that loses will get a ring for winning their conference. So, like, if the NFC team wins, the AFC team that lost the, the Super Bowl will get an AFC championship ring. Okay. I was talking to my dad about this, and I asked him because uh, it was like, would you want one? Because it's still bling. It's still a huge accomplishment. And he said, no, I would not want one. 
And I said, that's crazy. Yeah. Bling me up because it's still a huge accomplishment and I yeah. still get to show it off. Am I wear it out like a Super Bowl ring? No, but I still want the ring. The thing is, at the end of the day, you're the only one that has to reflect back on your life. And if you're proud of the accomplishments that you did, then good. And if you're not, then I guess you should probably change your perspective on things or do things that you want to be doing. Here's the question. Say just Olympic, say for the uh, uh, Olympic uh, gymnastics team, right? Because I know there's for sure alternates in that one. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if they get a medal or not, but for the argument's sake, if they don't get a medal, say whatever the Olympic team, U.S. team wins collective gold or silver or bronze, Mm -hmm. and you don't get one, is it a faux pas to go have a, not fake, I don't want to say fake, but a... uh, Like a... Memorable, yeah, like, like to have your own maid, basically. I don't know. I think if you want to go get it done, go get it done, man. I think I wouldn't. I, think I wouldn't you, think anything I different. Think I don't know. I feel like at that point, if you want a medal, then go get one. But you know, at the end of the day, eh. uh, apparently, if you go on the internet, there are people there that just have nothing better to do with their time than just be upset. Mm-hmm. Heaven forbid you read a review of one place because <laughs> then. <laughs> Ish hits the fan. You find the weirdest thing that people complain about. It has nothing to do with the restaurant whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And of course, we got a message as well about the concept of paying it forward. Sometimes the internet just doesn't want to be happy. No. Doesn't matter what's going on, it can't be happy. Like something, somebody doing something good for you, can't be happy. Nope. AJ and McCall for the Automations Group debated eight on VFX. AJ and McCall, someone paid for me in front of me at Starbucks, paid $10 for my order. And cool. look, I can be very appreciative of, of it, but also I would like to point out that this is bullying. I feel pressure to do the exact same thing for the person behind me. Okay. Paying it forward is nothing more than bullying and peer pressure. Okay. Is that the end of the, the letter? Yeah. Get out of here. How dare you? Sounds like a sounds like a you problem <laughs> more than anything. It's not bullying and peer pressure. Nobody else knows that somebody else paid your paid True. your way. True. Nobody else knows. You could thank you can say thank you and accept it as karma and move on. You don't have to pay for the next person. So I I would agree. Bullying and peer pressure to me are too much. Way too much. Way Bob. too far on that. Mm-hmm. I do feel like there's pressure, but I don't think it comes. It's not peer pressure no. because nobody knows. Like McCall says, it's in, it'd be internal pressure, right? Correct. Because you know you should do something, right? And like I'm a cheap guy too, so I wouldn't groan at, at someone doing it to me. But I'd be like, oh, well, I have to. Like I would feel like I'm compelled and have to pay for the person behind me. So logically, I think what you what you would do is just say, okay, well, here's what I was going to spend on my drink anyway. Yep. Can I pay? $5 to the next car. And I think McCall and I agreed you're totally justified if someone spent like, like they went in and it was like, blah, whatever. You're justified, I think, to be like, pass. Right. I feel like that. You can be like, nah, that, that's too much. Like, I'll, I'll buy like one drink because somebody bought my one drink. Actually, we just got a text that came in. Here's something interesting. Uh, I'm glad someone actually said that. I've been the ending to those pay it forward lines. But what I do is I take what I was going to spend on my drink and give it to the barista as a tip. Oh, that's pretty nice. I talked to a couple of baristas about these pay-it-forward chains, and they don't mind them, but they create extra work for them, and they don't get anything else for them. Rather pay it forward to the people working than those who have the funds to go buy the coffee. Yeah, I think that's cool. Well, messenger, perhaps you could go that route. Yeah. And just decide to drop an extra fat tip. Yeah.
I think that's but, a great idea. Bullying and peer pressure. It's too much. It's really, it's really too much. There, really, nobody is out here like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that you wouldn't pay it forward because you weren't planning on spending forty dollars at Starbucks today. Like, nobody says that. Nobody me, is like, no. I have never been in a pay it forward chain, but to me, those are. I think that that pressure, quote unquote, is the reminder of like we all because everybody says all the same thing. There's nobody out there who says, yeah, I. I I definitely don't want to help the world. I'm only I, thinking my nobody says I want to see the world burn. Nobody says that. No. They may act that way. But I think those are reminders like ah, I haven't done, you know, a good deed. I haven't donated in a while and then you're like, "Oh, but I always tell myself I'm going to do good and I'm doing well." It's like all that coming down at once. Yeah, it's just an internal it's an internal pressure is what it comes yeah. down to. Guilt. So it's a little bit of guilt. Yeah, you just got to figure out, you just got to sit down, you got to figure out what your core values are and if it's you know, if I don't have the funds to be able to pay it forward at this point, I'm not going to. That's okay. Just stand by it. Jeez. <laughs> Guilt and peer pressure. Get the heck out of here. Yeah. Bullying. Bullying and peer pressure. Like oh, if, I'm sorry. Like if you skipped it, Bullying the, the whole line would be like, all right, that's it. That's it. Open their doors. Little did we know that Pulls somebody else, car. nobody else would know, nobody else knows except for the barista that and you're paying it And they're judging you already, so yeah. it's fine. Yeah, they're judging you because your name's McCall and it's spelled how? <laughs> no. As as interesting, I'll give you interesting, as that message is. <clears throat> so we're going to Chicago. Uh-huh. And so I'm trying to look up some stuff, looking up reviews, right? So Googling some restaurants just to see, because I, I know I'm going to Portillo's, but I probably can't go there every day that I'm right. there. I got completely, completely sidetracked at one restaurant because someone got upset about not not the food, not a review of the restaurant itself, what the husband called his wife in the review. And I would hope that you can tell by my tone that I think it's completely ridiculous. Uh-oh. I'm not sure how we got to the point of judging other people's nicknames. <laughs> okay. But apparently the internet is there. Good. And I'm royally confused. All right. AJ and McCall on VFX for the Automatrix Group debated eight. I was flipping through some restaurants in Chicago because McCall and I are both going for conferences, and I was looking for a nicer-ish one to sit down with because it's be the first time I see my parents in, like, two years. So I'm reading through the reviews just to see what everybody says about the price and the food and all that, just to try and get a little bit of background in it. Right. And some, I stumbled across one and didn't seem... In, all that attended, but it had like a bajillion comments. It was like, okay, what did this person say? Like, this looks interesting. So dude said, took my wife out to eat last night and then commented on the food. And the reason he had a bajillion comments, people threw a fit because he called his wife wifey That's and they stupid. demanded that he change it because it's, quote, demeaning. Now, as not a woman or wife, I'll ask you. I'm not a wife, but okay. You are a woman. When in the heck did that happen? Or it did that happen? Or it can you find any way to logically work your way to that being demeaning? No. I have no idea how that would be like, oh, yeah. Apparently, I missed the memo. I don't really know. <laughs> girls, I missed the email going out. My bad. Girls if anybody click. could, like, clue me in, because for me... How's whatever. adding a why to something make it demeaning? Because like, I don't think anybody would have a problem. Like, I took my wife out. If people are still using the word, I mean, chuggy, I guess they you could classify it as that, but... I'm just, I'm so confused, because I, first of all, the only, the only thing remotely close 
to spouses that I've heard is that McCall occasionally does not like the way that people say fiance. There's just so much stank on it. Me and my fiance. It's always like that. Like you can't just say it. It's my fiance. Like it's just, it's like everybody always adds like stank to it, but I don't care as long as like, as far as that goes, like if he were to this, this be that came with me to dinner, there'd be a different story. (laughs) Like it would be something that we'd be like, wow, we can't have this conversation, sir. You know, that probably, would be demeaning. Catch your eye a little bit. Like, I got, he I said got the, some questions. Look, if he said the dishwasher came with me, the, yes, y- yes yeah. demeaning. Right. Okay. Go in it, go. Go for it. Go for it. But like, wifey, whatever. Okay. I don't care. You're married. Oh my gosh. Wow. It's so sweet. I, I, don't, I, I just, I, I try to. I try in so many situations to logically like wrap my head. Okay. How do I get to this point so I can at least try and under- I got nothing. No. I have absolutely nothing. And like, if you're managing the website for the the food place, the restaurant I was looking at, like, wh- how do you respond? You got to be you, like, that's got to be going down in lore. Like, they got to be talking about that back in the kitchen. Like, look at this. Did you see this review? And they're gonna be having they're like, look at this is insane. Hey guys, get back to work. Come on, come on. I know, I know, it's fascinating. I know we all gotta. I'll keep you up to date. Okay, you gotta go deliver this this lobster real fast though. That's how that would go. I, I I'm fascinated as to why people. Period. I think the only answer is the internet. Period. Apparently, Ugh, darn it. yeah, yeah. I got nothing. So apparently, wifey is demeaning. Who so knows? Don't say it because Whatever. you say wife. Some of the some of the best part is some of the other comments because of course there are people that did not find it to be demeaning and those are the people that I wanted to read their comments because they're hilarious. Yeah. So someone said, uh, "I don't understand. I call my wife Whiff W H I F F. I like that. No one has yelled at me about yo, it yet. Yo Whiff. Someone else said, "What about Wi-Fi? <laughs> is that bad? Am I going to get yelled at for that one? I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't You're going to get yelled at for literally anything, okay? Like, apparently." You can call your wife wifey. So Do I it, just start calling you like co-hosty? Like what's I'm saying? Is it demeaning if you say it not to your wife? Because I people do that all the time. Yeah. Like I mean, besties like, has been replaced by like your bestie bestie is your wifey. Yeah. So is that demean like I no. It is. I you know what? I take great offense. Do not call me. I prefer to be called Wi Fi from now on. Okay. I'm going with Wi Fi. Got my work Wi Fi? Yeah. To- it sounds like code now. It's weird. It's great. Right? Because sometimes the work Wi Fi works great and other times the work Wi Fi sucks. Yeah, so you know how it goes. Who are we talking about? The Wi-Fi or AJ? I don't know. Oh, really loves her work Wi-Fi. It's so weird. <laughs> We're getting ready for the Olympics. Uh, McCall and I in more ways than one. Leave that ominous and, and foreshadowing for now. Hint, hint. Question is, after talking to producer Butters, I assumed that everybody, whether you were an avid Olympic fan or just kind of tagged in every four years like a lot of people I feel like do, Me? had at Hi. least a loose grasp of what the summer sports and the winter sports were. Maybe. Fun fact for those who don't know, we are going into the Summer Olympics, just what? FYI. Right now? Yeah, that's what we're doing. That's weird. So what Olympic event are you looking forward to most? I'm not here to judge what your reason is for watching a certain event. <coughs> Speedos for a certain person. <laughs> Whatever. AJ and McCall on VFX. But, you know, the Olympics is every four years. or the, Excuse me. The Summer Olympics and the Correct. Winter Olympics are every four years in their own thing. Obviously. Alternating. Yes. There's two. That's how it works. So what is the event that you're looking forward to most as we get ready for this thing that generally I don't think most people, like most people don't go and watch gymnastic competitions. No, I'm always fascinated to watch the gymnastic competitions though. I'm really excited to watch Simone Biles this year because she's obviously very talented. Um, 
Uh, gymnastics is always one that I, I look forward to. I really like the floor routines mostly. Um, I also really like watching volleyball. Like watching beach volleyball is incredible to me. But I played volleyball all throughout high school. And this was like going to the Olympics to play volleyball was like a dream of mine. It was a very far Fair. dream, but it was a it's dream fair. nonetheless. So I liked watching that one. Um, as far as swimming goes, meh, whatever. Um, diving's pretty cool. I'm excited for skateboarding this year. Yeah, so the new ones I know include skateboarding, surfing, and then I want to say some kind of climbing, and then baseball has been in the Olympics before, but I think it's back in this year. Uh huh. So those are the new ones. I mean, I think if I had to guess, the big three are always, I think it's gymnastics, swimming, and then usually the running events, less so the field yeah. events of the track and field, but yeah. you know, people will dabble in basketball. I, as a very average American, will pay attention to soccer, as I do every you know two years for this, and then the World Cup will pay attention to as well. Uh-huh. But you know, I've, so that's what I'm ready for, all those events listed. I just want to point out real fast that all this makes sense. Like sk- Skateboarding and surfing, I think, are li- being a little bit juxtaposed because you know the X Games is still, I think, royally dominated by the United States. It's like uh, when snowboarding was added to uh, the yeah. Winter Olympics. Right. Some of the world has Go caught up now, way. but it was all <laughs> about the United States. So they had to run the medal count up a little bit more. But you know, it's interesting nonetheless that they voted to do so. I would just like to point out that I still can't get over the fact that there is an event where it's long-distance skiing while shooting a shotgun. I know. That's one of my favorites. The biathlon still royally confuses me. I just think it's so cool. The yeah, the events that I'm really looking forward to this, this um, what, week and a half kicks off. And it's always, I always feel like it's way longer, but you're like, I know, 10 days. I know. It's, it's really not like a super long time or anything, but... I'm I'm really looking forward to the uh, gymnastics. I do really like watching the like the running. I think that's fascinating too. Oh, but, everybody loves sprinting. I mean, Usain Bolt. That was go, probably bud, some of the most popular events when he was doing his thing. Go, bud, go! Run, run faster! <laughs> go! Uh, yeah. So curious uh, what the, the event is that everybody's looking forward to most? Because I feel like, like I said, there's the big three, but uh, you know, maybe it's, it's something different for everybody else. Trap uh, shooting this this go round. I think trap shooting is right. Skeet shoot. Is I that what they call it? Yes, that's not a winter sport, right? You, know, you do a I little mean, nice. Yeah, you got to do it like you feel comfortable sunshine. with sunshine. With the sleeves, you can have the flexibility and mobility. I'm going to say yes. I have no idea, but I'm going to say yes. Okay, that one's always really fun to watch too. But I'm going to say yes. I remember we got the Wii uh, in like 2008 or 2007 ish, and then the the uh, we were in Beijing for the Olympics, and we had the had the Beijing Olympics. On the Wii, and that was always my favorite event to play on the Wii was was uh, either ping pong or, sorry, table tennis. Excuse me. Table tennis. Turns. Professional table Dude, tennis is insane. Nuts. It's insane to it watch. It's so nuts. It's just fascinating. It was that one and I then the imagine. trap shoot that were my favorite to play on the Wii. Those are cool. I yeah. can imagine being in the audience for a professional because like, it feels like one of those events where... You can absolutely get too high, but it's oh, also yeah. the Olympics. But those, there's just so much energy behind it. It's like, wow, 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 wow. Oh my gosh, he hit it. Wow. She's going on pure force on that point. You can't even see the ball. It's just pure instinct. You're like, uh, there. That's nuts. Uh, can't, we, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go as far as to call it the Olympics. Maybe the World Championships of bad parking exist here on Utah's VFX. But nonetheless, Park Narcs is a chance for public shaming to be used for good. Yeah. Two nominees competing on the shortened week for who is the worst in Cash Valley, Utah's VFX. Have you gotten your vote in yet? Of course, we're talking about that event that's happening, uh, you know, 
in Tokyo. But right. we can't be quite that high with Park Nurks. I feel like AJ and McCall on VFX. I feel like World Championships, it feels a little bit exaggeratory, but we do have a tournament at the end of the year for Park Narks to mm-hmm. determine the worst Park Narker of the year. Yes. So make sure you're submitting Utah's VFX on our social media. Nominee number one this week is you got to stand out. It's a white vehicle that's parked not only in a special needs spot, but also in the stripy rectangle next to it, conveniently between two vans to really just stress the image of how much of their ugh, ignorance they're going to display in this. Yep. More importantly, it is worth noting, not to say it's your vote, but it is worth noting that the narker that submitted this said they park like this every day. <laughs> the audacity. Yeah, so you can't just write it off as a one-off. They were in a hurry, whatever. There was an emergency. We don't know that we get all the time. No. No. They mm-hmm. said every this day. This is every, every single day. Nominee number two, in the lane, is the only way to park. And this makes no sense whatsoever. This SUV is in a parking lot, a store parking lot, and it's... It, the driver's side is facing all the other cars in the parking lot. You can see that you're not even close to lined up. It's bad. Like a third of their, the third of the vehicles poked out into the lane where, you know, cars operate. And last time I checked, if your car gets hit by another car, usually not a good thing. No. <sighs> Vote for which one is the most annoying in Cash Valley this week. Utah's VFX. We pin the top of our Facebook page. Short week, right, with Pioneer Day. So... Thursday, we'll find out who the winner is. And remember, you can win prizes well playing Park Nurks. If you see bad parking, take a picture, send it to Utah's VFX, all social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. AJ Knight, McCall Taylor, if you're friends with us on Facebook, well, we want to share the cool stuff that you're sharing because, you know, you got to be proud of your friends. Of course. McCall, what did you land on? Well, I ended up landing on my friend uh, Monta's post, and it says, yes, yes. Everyone sees the same thing when you look at the Bezos rocket. Jeffrey Bezos. Jeffrey Bezos. I don't know what anybody's talking about. No, of course not. Mm-mm. Never seen it. Austin Powers. I learned my friend Patrick. says, seven-year-old me when I got a temporary tattoo. It's uh, one of the big fish from SpongeBob. He's got a seahorse on his arm, but he's like a huge arm. And he's like, yeah, I'm a tough guy. I like it. You can win because you can win. <laughs> This is all I'm seeing right now. Like, I'm continuing to scroll, and all I'm seeing is the rocket. I mean, it is a big deal that the oldest and youngest person ever going to space did go to space today. I know. It is a big deal. It's a big deal that it got up there, and watching the videos of uh, Bezos landing, he was, like, hooping and hollering, and then watching, uh, oh, shoot, what was her name? I literally just had it. Gosh dang it. What was her name? I say something Davis. Will, like Will, right. Willa, Will, Will, Wilma, Wilma, Wally, Willa? Wally Funk. Close enough. Not even very Davis. far, very far away. Wally Funk. She was 82. She hopped out and was hooping and hollering. It's good news that you can win. Space! Uh, VFX's Facebook roulette. Make sure you find the HNI, the McCall Taylor across all social media. Vote for Park Narks on Utah's VFX, where you can also submit your Park Nark nominees uh, as McCall and I get ready for the Olympics, quote unquote. AJ Hypothetical. M-C-C-A-L-L on Facebook and Instagram, AJ and McCall. And then uh, try not to get like weighed down because the hopefully it's burned off, but the humidity this morning was disgusting. A little bit muggy. <laughs> you have like 3% humidity in the state of Utah. It's gross. <laughs> oh. Other than that, tell tomorrow for the AJ and McCall show. Don't do anything we wouldn't do. And thanks for listening to VFX.